When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Old West. Cowboys, saloons, cactus, and yodeling. For decades, the Western movie genre held sway over the box office, and Arizona featured prominently in many of them. From John Wayne to Henry Fonda, Clint Eastwood to Kurt Russell, Hollywood's golden actors flocked to our state to shoot movies. There's a view or two I'd like for you to see. Or if you prefer your scenery ornamental, there's a gal I know in Phoenix who will suit you to a tee singing a song. But Arizona's film history goes beyond the Wild West stereotypes. Welcome to Valley 101, the Arizona Republic and AZ Central's podcast that explores stories from Arizona's biggest city to the state's borders. I'm Kaylee Monahan, your producer for today. We're dusting off the reels and shining a light on the many, many movies made in Phoenix and Arizona at large. Aside from Westerns, you might think of this film. All right, you hayseeds, it's a stick up. Everybody freeze. Everybody down on the ground. Well, which is it, young feller? You want I should freeze or get down on the ground? Or maybe this one. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. If you're a film nerd, you might even think of this one. It's not as if she were a, a maniac, a raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? used to be beloved by Hollywood. You can go back actually to legendary Oscar-winning director John Ford. He loved coming to Arizona. He shot a lot of movies, you know, especially up in, in Monument Valley. This is Chris Lamont, professor at Arizona State University's Sidney Poitier New American Film School. One of the big movies he did here was called Stagecoach which was actually John Wayne's first major movie. And that was in 1939. So you're the notorious Ringo Kid. My 
friends just call me Ringo. Nickname I had as a kid. Right name's Henry. So he's done a number of films he, here in Arizona. My Darling Clementine with Henry Ford. She wore a yellow ribbon. And considered one of the best westerns of all time is The Searchers, starring John Wayne as well. In addition to teaching film, Chris is an independent filmmaker himself, as well as a writer, director, and producer. When I asked him what are some of the notable films shot in Arizona, he opened up like a flash flood in Phoenix. National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay, let's go, come on. <laughs> Don't you want to look at the Grand Canyon? Yeah. 1984, Revenge of the Nerds. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody clap your hand. We lambda, 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 and... Raising Arizona. My lord, he's cute. He's a little outlaw, you can see that high. Now listen, you folks can't stay here. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure as well. Excuse me, when did the Mongols rule China? I don't know, I just work here. Tombstone, shot in like 1993. Kurt Russell, Mal Kilmer, iconic. Your friends might get me in a rush, but not before I make your head into a canoe. You understand me? He's bluffing. Let's rush him. No. He ain't bluffing. You're not as stupid as you look. I. Of course, everyone remembers Jerry Maguire, right? He shot in Phoenix. I am a role model, Jerry. I have a family to support. Hear me? I want to stay in Arizona. I want my new contract. But I like you. Yes, I like you, Jerry. There's also Three Kings with George Clooney, directed by David O. Russell. There was Waiting to Exhale, starring uh, Angela Bassett, Whitney Houston, directed by Forrest Whitaker. I was your white woman for 11 years. Couldn't have started that damn company without me. Hell, I was... The 80s, 90s, I mean, those are some pretty good times. You might think Arizona's golden age of movie making was during the Western era. But Chris disagrees. I'm going to say that the real golden age, and it's not so far away, when Arizona was a huge filmmaking mecca, was actually the 1980s. That's when you get National Lampoon's Vacation, Revenge of the Nerds, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm going to add the 90s to that kind of golden age because there were some pretty amazing movies. Those included movies like Jerry Maguire and Tombstone. But after Cowboys and before Show Me the Money there was an infamous shot of downtown Phoenix's skyline in late 1959 and early 1960. This, of course, is Alfred Hitchcock's masterpiece, Psycho. Hitchcock never came to Phoenix to shoot that. He had to send a, a second camera crew, but they actually took pictures I think at Van Buren and like Central Avenue, and they actually recreated that on a back lot at Universal Studios. A gentleman came out here uh, about a decade ago, actually. This is Phil Bradstock. He heads the Phoenix Film Office. He figured out the exact location of the camera, which is on top of the Orpheum lofts in the pan. And it's really interesting. It's kind of a then and now type look. And what I find most interesting is, first of all, it shows that it's the Barrister building that it goes into. There's been a lot of debate between that building and the Herd building downtown, but it really clarifies it. But what's really fun is if you look in the background at South Mountain, there's just only a few antennas. And now when you look, there's just tons of antennas.
let's take a brief intermission. Hello, producer Amanda Liberto here. We're just taking a short break to let you know about our free mobile app. Whether it's stories like this one, politics, or breaking news, keep up to date with the AZ Central app, available in the App Store and Google Play. a bit of movie trivia for you. Marilyn Monroe shot one of her first big films, Bus Stop, in Phoenix. The film also stars Don Murray and Arthur O'Connell as cowboys. They attend a rodeo in Phoenix, and that's where they meet the alluring cafe singer Cherie, aka Marilyn. Don Murray's character falls in love with Cherie and wants to take her back home to Montana and marry her. But Cherie dreams of going to Hollywood and becoming a star. Cherie, what's the matter with you? Are you sick or something? No, I ain't sick, Ma. I just can't lie to you. And I, I can't marry you and I ain't going to Montana with you. Think goodbye forever. Cherry, wait a sec. Cherry, wait a sec. Cherry! <laughs> Many of the locations from this movie have long since been demolished, but there is a scene with a parade that goes right in front of the iconic Westward Ho. And even though it isn't 16 stories in the sky, another famous movie location is also still around. This one from Raising Arizona. The fun part is at the Camelback Inn. If you go to the Camelback Inn and you drive in right up front, there's kind of the, is this house that's there. Kind of a dovey-looking house. That actually was the exterior location for the Nathan Arizona's house, where the baby was actually kidnapped from. And so you could actually go, and it's right there every time you drive into the Calabac Inn. In the 1977 Clint Eastwood film, The Gauntlet, downtown Phoenix saw some spectacular action scenes. What's wrong with you, man? This is the bus. I don't give a damn if it's a Queen Elizabeth. Get your hand away from that lever. He's getting this far, isn't he? How many units have you deployed? All set. Ready. I suggest we let Shockley drive right into the city. Now we have his route. We clear the streets along his route, deploy our men, and create an impassable barrier. A gauntlet, if you will. He won't have a chance. What was great about that movie is that he was a, I think he was in the FBI, and he was transporting a witness witness protection from Las Vegas to Phoenix. And he's driving a bus and he crashes the bus through downtown Phoenix. And the bus eventually ends at what was the courthouse, which was actually at the time the Civic Center parking lot. Unsurprisingly, many movies shot in Arizona make use of our picturesque scenery. The old Tucson studios were a go-to location to shoot many of the westerns. They did the outlaw Josie Wales with Clint Eastwood. Um, 
recently The Quick and the Dead with Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe. You know, even older films like Rio Bravo with John Wayne as well. But it's amazing all the Westerns that have filmed in the past, how the West was won. I mean, even Three Amigos, you know, Steve Martin and Chevy Chase was shot here in Arizona. I'd just like to say, on behalf of the Three Amigos, we're very, very sorry. We'd like to go home now. Obviously, Monument Valley and the Grand Canyon are also popular locations. But even lesser-known spots, such as Quartzsite, make for stunning backdrops, like in the Oscar-winning Nomadland. So why aren't more movies made in Arizona now? What happened to all the interest in filming in our state? In a word, incentives. The genesis of the film incentives that were created by these individual states actually has to do with Vancouver. Vancouver became the first place of what they call runaway productions, uh, where productions are leaving Los Angeles and going elsewhere. And because of the, the difference between the dollar with the currency, because there was a currency difference, they could spend a lot less money uh, up in Vancouver than they could in Los Angeles. Arizona used to have a tax incentive, but it had a limited life. To learn more about this, I turn to Phil Bradstock of the Phoenix Film Office. Phil knows film. Not only is he a movie buff, but he also has studio experience, and he saw how these film incentives changed the industry. When I was at Warner Brothers Television, I started there in early 2000 and left right in the beginning of 2006. But during that time uh, in the 90s, Canada started incentivizing the film industry. And so, and a line producer told me this, so I'm going to take him that he knows exactly what he's talking about, but I, I do trust him. He said that for every dollar that a studio spent in Canada, they got back 60 cents on the dollar. So that was a combination of the valuation of the Canadian dollar versus the U.S. dollar and also the incentive. So that's why TV shows like X-Files, a lot of them went up into Vancouver and into Canada to make their productions into film. And then some of them came back, but in the early 2000s, if you walked around a lot of the stages, a lot of the studios um, in Hollywood, you'd have a lot of empty stages in fact, there was a lot of anti-Canadian sentiment at the time. There was a lot of Canadian maple leaves with a line through it, you know, the bumper sticker that said, got work. And it was for all the unions because everything was happening in uh, Canada. In the early 2000s, states across the U.S. started creating their own film incentive programs to lure Hollywood producers. After all, big-budget films bring lots of people who spend lots of money locally. And they will also hire locals, too. But making movies is expensive, no matter if it's a summer blockbuster or an independent psychological thriller. States who could kick some money back to the filmmakers were, and still are, enticing. And those with better incentives usually went out. This is why you'll often see New Mexico posing as Arizona. But back to our own incentive program. 
So the tax incentive was called the MOPEC, M-O-P-I-C program, and it offered basically up to about a 30% transferable tax credit. And it went into effect on January 1st, 2006, and it expired on December 30th, 2010. So it was a solid five-year run. It was about a little over $110 million spent within the state of Arizona. And I would say roughly around close to 70% of that was spent here in the greater Phoenix area. Uh, but it brought in over 50 productions in here. And so that's where we get The Kingdom, Take Me Home Tonight, Everything Must Go, which was a Will Ferrell movie uh, that shot in the Arcadia residential neighborhood. Up in Lake Havasu, they had Piranha 3D that filmed as a result of the incentive out here. But for better or worse, it always had a sunset date when it was originally passed. Now, there are movies being made in Arizona. Many are small, independent films that don't require permits or even notifying the film office. You know, Phoenix is the fifth largest city in America, and we know that there's productions going on all the time. I'm a one-person office. There's no film police out there. So we do know that there's a lot of work going on. They don't always necessarily want to contact the film office because uh, sometimes they don't want government to be a part of it. But also at the same time, they're also using locations that are friends and family that don't involve city property. So really, my office oversees our parks, streets, right-of-ways. When you get into a residential neighborhood, you have more than 10 vehicles, you're filming out after hours. That's where I get involved. But usually these smaller productions will have maybe around 10 vehicles and they'll be shooting for a couple hours inside of the house. And that's usually kind of the extent of it. So they tend to fly under the radar a little bit or go to places that really don't uh, need the involvement from my office, which is totally fine by me. Since the state film incentive ended, proponents of the tax incentive have tried and failed to bring another one back. But Phil says there's hope. This year, it looks like uh, there's a little bit better chance of that happening. Senate Bill 1708 is working its way through the legislature, and we'll see how that all turns out. State Senator David Gowan is the lead sponsor on the bill, but it's also supported by other notable politicos, such as State Senate President Karen Fan and Vince Leach, the Senate President pro tempore, and House Representative Mark Fincham, and House Majority Leader Ben Toma. It would be a boon for Arizona to have a tax incentive again for movie makers, and not only for bringing in the projects, but also keeping homegrown talent in-state. Here's ASU's Chris Lamont again. We have 125 film students graduating every semester, and they have to go to Los Angeles, or they have to go to New Mexico, or New York, or Georgia, or Florida to get jobs. They can't stay here in Arizona because nobody is coming here. I mean, there's production, of course, there's commercials, there's marketing, education, business videos, that kind of thing, but nothing self-sustaining, no TV, no films. So the students, we, you know, we have to tell them, you have to leave. Hopefully, if an incentive is put into place, then that's not going to be an issue anymore because we've got students who would love to stay in Arizona and follow their passion. And they just don't have an opportunity to do that right now. Well, it's time to pull the curtain on this episode. If you have questions about Phoenix or Arizona's movie history, or are just curious about our city, send us your questions. 
You can either send us a voice message to podcasts at azcentral.com or write to us at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you liked this episode, consider sharing it with a friend. Also, rate and follow our show. You can support all of our podcasts by subscribing to azcentral.com. I'm producer Kaylee Monahan, riding off into the sunset. We'll catch you next week.